Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits so that we can see some really awesome change. And today's episode is one of my personal favorite moments of my consultation. It's the final, like, I want to say, you know, two to three minutes, but it's really not. I'm going to drag it out here with some stories, but I'm going to walk you through my favorite part of my consultation, the trends that you can expect to experience when you sleep train your baby. It is so cool to watch all of these amazing, sometimes bizarre things happen once your child is sleeping 11 to 12 hours all night long. Before we get into today's episode, y'all, I am really eager to read this review from a family I recently wrapped up with. Here's what Caitlin says about her eight-month-old son. Becca changed our lives. We endured eight months of sleepless nights and no naps. Our son would wake up every hour and a half to two hours throughout the night and would only go back to sleep if I nursed him. His longest nap was 30 minutes long. We were beyond exhausted. It was affecting every area of our lives. And while we attempted to DIY for two months, we made no progress. We called Becca to ask some questions and hired her that day. She wrote out a plan for us and walked us through every step. The confidence and knowledge Becca gave us to help our son is priceless. We are able to finally move him to his own room, take away the pacifier, get him to sleep 12 hours with no fussing. Night one was rough, but by night three, he was doing it. At the end of the week, he had almost no night wakings. He had a two-hour long nap each day. It's just been over a month, and our son is a sleep pro. We just got back from vacation with two travel days that were 12-plus hours long, and he fell back into his routine immediately. We have the freedom to go out at night and to travel without wearing. If I had to go back in time, I would hire Becca months earlier. I have no idea why we waited so long. Becca answered every single one of our questions, and she was never judgmental about the habits we had fallen into. She gave us a specific routine to follow, and we were able to plan our life around it. Even our marriage has drastically improved because of this. We are so thankful for everything Becca did, and we cannot recommend her enough. Take the leap. Hire her. You won't regret it. I promise she was worth the investment. Thank you so much, Caitlin. You guys were such a pleasure to work with. I even have a story about your little guy later on in the episode and how good of an eater he is. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with the rest of you guys. Next Thursday, August 30th from 9 to 11, I am meeting with local parents here in Richmond to walk through their baby's sleep plan. This is a sleep plan designed for 6 to 16 month olds. It is the same plan I use in my one-on-one consultations. And when I walk through this sleep plan, the final about four to five pages are all about trends that I see while you are sleep training. This is so critical to actually include in the sleep document because I want you to have a little heads up of what to expect. Some of this stuff I'm going to walk through sounds totally weird and you might not even believe me. In fact, my own clients complain about some of these when we're on our follow-up calls and I have to say, hey, remember I told you this was going to happen. So I always will start with night one. Y'all, night one is the hardest, no matter what situation you are in, whether you're going to the gym for the first time, you're going to a new event for a first time, you're going to on a blind date for the first time. It doesn't matter. The first time you do anything is so hard. And night one of sleep training is no different. When you are in the night one, it's really difficult because your baby has no idea why things should change right? Because up to them, they've gotten everything they need whenever they want it, right when they want it, instant gratification, always. We can apply this to your 
toddler, your preschool, your older child, that night one of making change of, hey, you can't be in my bed, you have to be in your bed, that's tough. And so I have to warn parents that night one is the hardest. What makes it a little bit easier is that you have a plan now. I actually have told you this is what you will do in this situation and also those contingency factors, right? You toddler, preschooler, older kids, I have a plan for if your kid gets out of bed. This is what you should do. If they do this, this is how you should respond. And so we have to walk through every what if possibility. So night one is the hardest because you're making change. And that's the first thing I tell them. I expect night one to be difficult. Night two sometimes is a carbon copy. Sometimes it's better, but there really is kind of a gray in night two of, hey, could be good, could be bad, but just expect the first two nights are the hardest. But the trend that I see, and y'all know as you listen to this podcast, the measure of success that I give you is that by night three, you need to be seeing the light. You need to be saying, wow, I see a difference. Now, I cannot guarantee, because I'm working with living, breathing human beings here, I cannot guarantee that night three, your child is sleeping 12 hours through the night. In fact, if you see things that guarantee that, I'd be a little suspicious. But I do know that by night three, you should be seeing the results. You should be seeing some really great things happening. You should be seeing the light. And that's really where your motivation factor is going to come in. Because then by night five, it's a regression. And no matter if you're doing this yourself or if you're about to work with me and do this, I just want you to know night five is a regression night. About a 50-50 chance, though. So it's not always there, but I do warn you ahead of time, as a trend that I see, you might be going all the way back to square one on night five. But don't fear anything because we will get right back in it the next night. Typically, I see a night five regression, not a night five and a night six regression. So just as a warning, if you're mapping out your weekend calendar and you started sleep training maybe the a few days ago and night five is on Friday night, you might want to back off those plans on Saturday morning just so that you can kind of hang out a little bit, have an extra cup of coffee and feel good about things. So those are the nightly trends. Now, getting into some other things, I'm not going to go through all the pages of the sleep plan of, hey, this is every single trend that I see that happens. I want to highlight the ones that are the most prominent. So we've walked through the most prominent nightly trends that I see happening, but there are four more trends that I think are wildly fascinating and that should be celebrated. So within the first week, almost within the first few days, y'all, I need to see and you need to see that your baby is so eager to eat. I see efficient eating become such an amazing trend and such an amazing product of sleeping well. Babies only grow when they sleep. That's when the growth hormone is secreted. I don't have to tell you that broken sleep feels awful. Broken sleep is the worst. So when your baby is now starting to sleep consolidated all night long or almost all night long, guess what? They wake up hungry. And so I tell nursing moms, I tell parents of babies with bottles, hey, guess what? Your baby's going to want to eat more during the day. Just Fair warning. So a few weeks ago, I was working with a mom out in Arizona, and she has her mother take care of her baby during the day. So grandma comes over in the morning, takes the baby over to her house. And as always, mom packed all the pumped milk that she needed for the day with grandma, sent them on their way. Well, at noon, grandma had to tote baby back over to the baby's house and get more milk out of the freezer because this baby had eaten all of the milk and it was only 
noon, <laughs> ate everything because he was so hungry because he was growing and growth spurts and eating better. Those are things I always see. And I can say that with 100% certainty. I have never had a parent tell me, oh, you know what? No, they're actually eating less. We're having a hard time. No, every single one of the babies that I work with, even the toddlers and preschoolers, they're eating better. And that just kind of makes sense, right? That when you sleep better, you feel better. Therefore, you have an appetite. It really does connect. But even circling back to a couple episodes ago, the nursing moms that I work with, obviously, they have a really difficult time when I tell them, okay, it's time to drop the night feeds. And it's not even night feeds, it's night snacking. And the reason that your baby is going to become a more efficient daytime nurser is because they're using you as a pacifier, as a prop, as an open buffet to snack to their heart's content all night long. And we really should not be putting messages of snacking into our baby's brains, more of, hey, we need to have full feeds here. This is exactly why I tell you that food is for nourishment, not for sleep. Now, a little side note asterisk here, y'all. I'm not talking about newborns. These are older babies here. But I do want you to know that every time a baby learns how to sleep well, they become more efficient eaters during the daytime. And that is so to be celebrated. The next thing that happens kind of as a uh, out of a segue out of eating are dirty diapers. I cannot tell you how often I talk about poopy diapers and sleep training. They literally go together hand in hand. And to be totally frank, nobody knows why. Like I cannot find research. And if you found it, send it to me, please. Um, But I have a network of sleep colleagues and none of us know. We just kind of laugh at it because I know it's going to happen. The way that I explain it to my clients, because they always get wide-eyed, like, what do you mean my kid's going to wake up at 2 a.m. and have a big blowout? That's never happened before. (laughs) I tell them this because it's like we are rewiring your baby. We are reteaching your baby when food happens when sleep happens and all of a sudden they're like, well, gosh, I don't even know when I'm supposed to go to the bathroom anymore, (laughs) right? It becomes this very bizarre moment for the baby and they do start to have random huge blowouts in the middle of the night or after a short nap. So if that's you, if your baby is experiencing bizarre poopy diapers and times of the day that have never happened before, I would want you to add banana or oatmeal into their diet, maybe like in the evening time before they go to bed. Sometimes that can help. The other thing is just a good diaper cream. As my sister-in-law told me, slather that diaper cream on like you're icing a cake. (laughs) Because if in the middle of the night, if they have a giant dirty diaper and you have no idea because they sleep through it, then at least they'll have a barrier to protect them. Now, obviously, if you go in in the middle of the night, of course, you can change their huge dirty diaper. Um, That's a given. But I will tell you, it is so normal. But it's also a phase. That's something that goes away. The efficient eating, it's here to stay. Your baby's going to be a good eater. But the poopy diapers, that is a phase. So just Watch out for that if that starts to happen during your sleep training journey. The next one is really funny to me because parents think that when their baby starts sleeping better, their baby will instantly be happier and healthier. And everybody even puts in their questionnaire. I I say everybody. That's a little... That's a little generous. I would say most people tell me that they can't wait to have a happy baby. They are really excited for their baby to just stop being cranky during the day, right? Well, the thing is crankiness and sleep training, it also goes hand in hand because if you think about it, you and your baby are wearing an invisible backpack 
burdened down with all of these bricks. Okay, you're just burdened by sleep debt. And this is a real term coined by Dr. William DeMint in the book Promise of Sleep. And he talks about how these bricks are so heavy on you. And when you start to pay them off, brick by brick, hey, you know what? It feels really good to pay off our debt. And your baby starts to crave sleep. They want to go to sleep more. And I even tell parents that when your baby sleeps 11, 12 hours all night long, within the first hour or two when they wake up in the morning, they may be ready to go for a nap way sooner than we've outlined. And to hold off, don't do that. But this is what's happening. They're feeling so good. They're paying off brick by brick and it just feels good. But their body is craving sleep. They're feeling sleepy. They're feeling cranky. <laughs> and if that's a phase two, And guess what? You're probably going to feel the same way. The other week I was wrapping up with a mom and she told me, Becca, you've got to slow down. Like, I'm sorry, could you repeat what you said? Because y'all know I kind of have a tendency to speak fast. And she said, I'm just, I'm so tired. I said, Sharon, why? Are you okay? Are you sick? She goes, no, I'm sleeping eight hours all night long. Why am I so tired? And I said, well, it's probably because you haven't slept this long in a very, very long time, about a year and a half for you. And so she's feeling very cranky and very tired and very sleepy and groggy because she's sleeping finally, but that's a phase. And pretty soon you'll come out of that haze of wanting sleep and you'll be feeling good and you'll be ready to hit the gym in the morning like you've been wanting to. So crankiness is such a bizarre but very common sleep trend that I see when I'm working with families. The last one is my favorite. Oh my goodness. You guys, if you are getting ready to sleep train, this is your number one reason why you should. Because it's time for you to hire a babysitter and for you and your partner to go on a date night. Do it. I have way too many families who say they haven't been on a date night in 9, 12, 18 months. And that's a really long time to go without having that connection. So I want you in the second week of us working together or of you doing this on your own, get a babysitter to come that third week, okay? (laughs) If you want to do it the whole week, go for it. But if you can get someone to come, plan a night out and get a babysitter because you can celebrate now. By that third week, you have laid that foundation. Your baby can sleep really well and someone else can have the joy of doing the bedtime routine, saying goodnight to sweet baby, laying them down and leaving the room because baby's peacefully going to go to sleep within 10 minutes and sleep all night long. So do it. I need you. You need to do that. You need to do it for your goals. Write it on the calendar now and get excited about it. Because that is something you can count on, is that when you have a baby who sleeps well, your world opens up, freedom opens up, and there is a whole lot of exciting things that you can do because you have a baby who sleeps well. And that's not a luxury, and that's not selfish. You have got to be able to tap out and say, good night, baby, and you have that time for yourself, with your partner, whatever you need to do, however much sleep you want to get, you deserve that because your body needs it. If all of this sounds way too good to be true and you cannot wait to experience these things, then guess what? Next Thursday, August 30th, is the 
baby sleep class. And I am really excited about this because you are going to get the other 35 pages of this plan. I just walked you through some of the trends, but I am going to walk you through your baby sleep plan. It will be complete with a 40-page reference guide for you to walk through, but I'm going to teach you everything you need. I'm going to walk you through step-by-step how to get this process done and what you should be doing along the way. I'm really excited to see you there. Only a few days left to grab your ticket. So head to littlezsleep.com or check out the show notes if you're on the podcast app. Just kind of scroll scroll up to see the rest of the notes and you'll see highlighted baby sleep class and you can check that out and get your ticket. I'm so happy you were here with me today. This was probably one of the coolest parts of my job is to walk through the exciting things that are going to happen. It's going to be such an amazing ride. It's hard, but it's worth it. Thanks so much for being here. Sweet dream. See you next time.